When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yo, what's up? I'll turn to Facts Podcast. I'm Chris Payne. I'm your host. I'm a staff writer at Billboard. So... I know last week ended the episode by saying that we were going to have an interview with Portugal the Man on the podcast and hinting that they were going to have a number one song. Well, only half of that happened. Uh, They ran into some travel busyness difficulties. It happens. They couldn't stop by the office, so we weren't able to make the interview happen. But our prediction did come true. Portugal the Man got their first number one song. Feel it still. Yeah, that song finally beat out Imagine Dragons Believer for number one on the Alternative Songs chart, and it's pretty crazy for Portugal the Man to have a number one song. Uh, They've been around a while, and they're a pretty weird band. They're probably not as weird as they are when they were when they first started. I remember first hearing about them... um, on a Fearless Records like sampler CD that I got at the Warp Tour, or maybe Bamboozle. This would have been like 2006. And they were on there with these scene bands like The Fully Down and The Killing Moon and uh, Logan Square, bands that like five people remember these days. And Portugal the Man were super weird. They Their first album was called Waiter, dot, dot, colon, You Vultures, in quotation marks. Odd punctuation for a debut album, odd name for a debut album, and uh, they put out a lot of music. They were averaging an album a year for a while, and uh, finally just sort of made their way into the major label system. They're with Atlantic, and uh, feel it still, the song you just heard, it's a number one song, Beat Out Imagine Dragons. What do you know? Anyway, congratulations to them. Um, What else should I talk about? Well... Saw Tiger's Jaw this past week. Webster Hall, pretty big space in New York City. It's about a thousand person venue and Tiger's Jaw, they have a really devoted fan base, but they normally don't play spaces that big. So I was kind of worried about what the crowd would be like. If it would be like half full and weird, but it totally wasn't. I don't think they quite sold it out, but the crowd was pretty sizable and they were really into it. Um, Tiger's Jaw, you wouldn't think of as obvious music to 
form mosh pits too, but the people made it work. People were just overall really revved up for their songs, and there's like some peppiness, there's some aggression to their music, and people made it work. There were crowd surfing, there was there were fun, fun mosh pits for Tiger's Jaw. I was feeling it. I wrote a big thing about their album they put out this year, and uh, it was the first album they did with Atlantic Records with a brand new imprint with this producer, Will Yip, who's super respected in this scene and trying to break a bunch of bands out of that world and get them to a larger audience. So I was really amped about the Tiger's Jaw album, which came out a couple a couple months ago. It's called Spin, and was super excited to see them in the city. So uh, that was a good time. All right, my talk this week, the interview. June's almost over. Six month of the year, we're halfway, so that means talking favorite albums from the first half of the year. Now, Billboard shares an office with a couple other different publications, different websites. One of them is Stereogum, Stereogum.com. I really enjoy their mid-year albums list, so brought on a couple of their writer-editors, James Reddig and Gabriella Tully-Claymore, for a chat about their favorite albums so far this year and what it was like making that awesome Spin Albums 2017 first half list. So join our conversation here. Here's the three of us talking about the excitement of new music coming out. Yeah, and it's also good to have it on Fridays because you have the whole weekend to like do stuff and like drive around listening to new stuff or like yeah. I don't know. My favorite thing to do is like take a new album out in the car. Like that's like I love doing that. That's why like, I know I can like whether I really love an album or not is like if it holds up in the car. <laughs> Route one up and down New yeah. Jersey back oh and forth gosh. to TC and Jack. Now it's like now it's like being stuck in that's... traffic in Brooklyn. And... I remember when Lemonade came out. James picked me up. Picked pick me up James picked me up <laughs> the next morning and we like blasted it and went to the grocery store or yeah. something and I was like this is awesome yeah I have the luxury of having my car in Brooklyn so I love to use it like I listened to the Lord album in the car for the first time like before I had to write my review because I was like this is like definitely a car album or like can be in a lot of ways so yeah it nice can to, be like... tough in New York with the car but I think in the, like, the city atmosphere, the way people are so close together and so many people can hear music that way, there is a, a social aspect to just blasting music in your car driving through New York City oh, that yeah. you wouldn't have in like the suburbs or like on a busy street yeah. in, the, in the middle of New Jersey, like a highway. I mean, yeah, there's definitely... I mean, this is... I actually shouldn't say this out loud. This is going to be so annoying. But like there are times when like I'll get like a new album and like play it in my car with the windows down, like rolling past Myrtle Broadway, which is like the kind of like triangle of like indie music right now and like playing like the new whatever album because like maybe someone will hear it and think I'm cool. Tastemaker. Wait, so wait. Oh my God, James did that with the World Is album. (laughs) No, I did. At a brand new concert. Oh yeah, I did. did. I did do that. We drove to see Brand New, who I had never seen before. I actually like really didn't listen to them growing up at all. Um, And we went upstate and james was blasting the world is harmlessness before it came out before it came out being like i wonder if people are listening and being like (laughs) what's that sick emo band that he's playing it was so funny i'm so insufferable i'm sorry (laughs) was this 
this was what we were like tailgating before the show and yeah like yeah. literally we were like sitting in the parking lot with the windows down being losers to get in. yeah like really, <laughs> very really typical annoying. i'm thinking of back that. to high school <laughs> very high school it's a very high school like mentality of mine where i'm just like i hope everyone thinks i'm cool when no one cares oh my god i'm thinking what's the like the intro song on the album where it's just that very gentle like oh my god that, is like, that the are play? you diana that's, that's like, in the yeah. middle of the album that's like, no that's like i haven't listened to that album in so long actually which is weird because it's one of my it's, favorite albums. it was your favorite album last year it was but it's like a it's like a heavy listen so it i is. can't remember what the first song is right now i don't remember either it's like a scratchy like a like it's like an acoustic kind of it's thing like, right dun, 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 dun. yeah and then it like blows <laughs> up which is like it's sick. like yeah. Yeah. It I, takes I can't. Some time for your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to sing yeah, it. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm a nerd. Yeah. So what, what's what been blasting in the Myrtle White Cloth? You call it like a triangle? In the Mur- Like Myrtle Broadway is like where like. It's like where Silent Barn is yeah. and like yeah. where the double double whammy like that label. So were you saying like, there's stuff? Is it more like, because I'm trying to picture, like, the, you mean triangle of, like, three locations? Yeah, well, it's like, like where, the, like, it's like where Palisades was, and it's like where, um... Market Hotel. Market Hotel is, slash was, is, I guess. There was really this, sure. like, venue called David Blaine's The Steakhouse yeah. that was there, too. It was just an apartment, but they would have a lot of cool shows and, like, a bunch of bands. So are like, there three defined building. points? No. It, no, it's just like it's just like a big intersection. Yeah, I don't so know it's, it's no, that's all I was trying to figure out. It's is an it, intersection yeah. that's more like a really lopsided square. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm it's picturing like a, it. A rhombus. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, there's a line yeah. in um. There's this band Bellows that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a line in one of his songs that's like Myrtle Broadway once again. Yeah. And I was like, ha ha. ha you just ha. always end up there because it's like. Because you're always at a show. Yeah. <laughs> What's been blasting in your car lately? Uh, the Lord album, basically nonstop. Sure, uh, I, lo- I mean I love it. Yeah, that was a that was an album that like w- came out too late to make our list because we hadn't heard it because we published our list uh, at the very beginning of June because that's what the content market demands. Yeah, um, we um, we pretty much only include anything obviously that we've heard prior to the day the list goes up yeah so we always pick 50 and then we're like we can knock out stuff if something like we get a surprise release or whatever um i think we did that when summertime 06 came out yeah like only like two of us had advanced streams and we were like it's so good it has to be high and we just everyone was like cool we trust you and like yeah put it on there like there are definitely albums that came out in the past few weeks that would have been on there like lord like ben staples which we didn't get until like a week or so before yeah that album's great um sizza probably mm-hmm. um and probably a few others that i'm forgetting but yeah there's definitely albums that like it's definitely not like january to end of june it's like january to like beginning of june yeah so do no, you have no. the list handy in front of you? Is I don't have all is? 50, but I have Yeah, go through like the top one. 10 just for those listening so they can get a sense like concrete of what list we're talking about. Oh, of the Sterling list? I yeah. don't have it in front of uh, me. Number one was Damn, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Two was Slow Dive. Slow Dive, self-titled. Three was Charlie Bliss. Four, Four was, was Perfume Genius. Perfume Genius. Five was... Priests? No. Priest was in the top ten. You guys yeah. hope they were higher. <laughs> <laughs> Priest was in the top ten for sure. Yeah. Um, um how many priest shirts do you own between the two of you? Just I only own one. Yeah, there's three priest shirts on the stereogum staff. Right. We're a staff of eight. Yeah. So three of us own priest shirts. 
and all three of those people are in the New York office. And song. sometimes we all wear them on the same day. It only happened embarrassing. once. But man, that album's so great. That album is great. And I've been waiting for it for so long, and it feels like kind of a perfect timing for yeah, that totally. album to come out. I love that band. Yeah, that band's so good. And I think that when that album came out in January, I think that's when we kind of slept on as a staff, cause, or at least me, because like I mean, I had, like was familiar with them and like had Speak heard all their. Speaking for yourself. Speaking for myself, <laughs> I had heard of them and like listened to the album and thought it was really good, but it didn't really stick with me until South by Southwest when I saw them play like six times in a week and they played our little <laughs> show thing too. They destroyed our show. <laughs> Man, it just impresses me so much. They're so good at doing so many different things. Yeah. I think a lot of punk bands who are good more or less focus on one good thing that they do, and it can kind of tire over an album or even over, like, an EP. But Priest with, like, they have this, like, surf guitar thing that works really well for them. There's kind of an orchestral interlude on the album. They have the, um, there's the spoken word track that the drummer performs and, like, does that live with them. Mm-hmm. There are, and across 10 tracks, they just have so much going on that they do well. Yeah. They are all extremely talented in their own right. And um, I think they're a great example of a rock band where, like, all of the uh, attention isn't just immediately laid on the front person mm-hmm. because, like, obviously, Katie Alice Greer has the one of the biggest voices I've ever heard. Like, I guess, like, capacious is the way you would describe it. Just, like, varied, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she has this one song. My favorite song on the album is, um... Wait, which one am I thinking of? My favorite song on the album is Nikki, which has this really crazy, like, cathartic moment where she's just, like, shouting, like, at the top of her voice, and then the rest of it is, like, very whispered and, like... Alrighty, this has been a fun chat, and we're going to jump back into it in a sec. But first, here's a little word from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I really love this band, Muna, who put out their debut on RCA this year. It's called About You. And I liked the album. Uh, shout out to Lindsay Havens, who um, 
uh, writes for Billboard, who went to school with the singer Katie Gavin. They grew up in Chicago way back. I went to college with Katie Gavin. Okay. She's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go, go ahead with, with your... Um, Katie is great. Moon is great. I'm stoked for her. It's yeah. really cool. They're opening for Harry Styles. Big deal. Yeah, they are. I'm so stoked about that. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to go. Are you going to go to the Harry Styles tour? I'd like to. You should. I'm really into every single opener he picked on that tour. He's got like Casey Musgraves is also for Wait, on really? some dates. This is worldwide. Yeah. So this includes like not just America, but like his UK and Europe dates. But Casey Musgraves, um, Leon Bridges. It's just like the most fascinating mix of like cross genre up and comers that I've ever seen on a big tour like this. Yeah. But Muna, they have just we we all in like billboard meetings joke about just how much we're like riding with Muna. Like cuz it started with Lindsay, then it went to me. Um Patrick Crowley interviewed them for our Pride package. And I've interviewed them, like, multiple times already. So, like, within, like, six months of a debut coming out, their publicist, their phone is just, like, ringing off the hook of Billboard people trying to interview Muna. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, they Muna, deserve it. Yeah, they do. And they were they were an early Stereogum band to watch. They were a band to watch. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago. I think one of our former writers did it. Yeah. 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 Give me trust and watch what happened, cause I know. What really sold me and took it to next level just after liking the album was seeing them live because the album gives you this flavor of like, okay, cool, like alt synth pop, alt pop, but Josette and Naomi both play guitar live and I think Katie's a little bit too. So it's just it has more of a like a rock feel to it live and a, mu- a much different aesthetic and they pull it off so well because... They, they all met at USC where they did this music major where it was very intensive um, playing live and their curriculum would be like each month or so performing a different genre or a different era and having to like learn the technique and perform it for the other students. Mm-hmm. And they closed their show covering um, Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. And I could just tell how like this crazy program they've been put through where like learning how to like play all these different genres and cover songs was just like coming through so hard because they just slayed the song so well and that was what like really sold me and now over the summer festival circuit they've been covering evanescence bring me to life and it's fucking awesome they're and definitely oh. no one expects this like after like this like cool like very like 2017 you know, hip synth pop that they play, no one expects to see them whip out a new metal song. Yeah, they're the kind of band who, when you see them live, it's sort of like, wait, what's happening right now? Like, I can't compare this to anything else, imme- like, in my immediate, I don't know, brain space or whatever, but they're always really fun to see. So what else do you guys have on your list that we haven't touched on yet? Um I have the Perfume Genius album, which I may have mentioned for a second, but that's something that's really special to me as a queer person existing in this world. It's um, important to have music. And I also just think it's such a remarkable step up from like what Mike Hedrius has been doing before. Um, it's 
very textured and layered and busy in a way that his music really hasn't been in the past. And it's also like, I don't know, just a very weird album. Like half the songs I couldn't tell you, like if you gave me a name of them, I couldn't tell you necessarily what they sounded like, but as like a cohesive whole, it's very much like an album album in that like, I think it's like stronger than the sum of its parts. Not, I guess that makes it sound like it's not as good, but like it just hangs together very, very beautifully. And, like, in a very dark, disgusting, like, grotesque, beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah, like, no couple songs towering over the rest. Yeah. I mean, I guess um, there's the one big single whose name I'm blanking on now. What's the big single? Don't look back. Yeah. Oh, Slip Away. There we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I wanted you to remember it. I didn't forget it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, otherwise it's just like very much like an album I like listen to from front to back. He's got and this insane voice. Too. Yeah, the voice is also. I'm really into voices. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like so like you can imitate it so well, but at the same time, it's like you could never sing the way he sings. Yeah. Like, but I, wa- I walk around the house sometimes and I'll just be like, isn't it? We are. <laughs> like the last song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do that too, though. I do love the last song on the yeah. album. I think it's really lovely. Yeah. It's a very lovely album. So I like that one. Um, what else did we talk about? I really like the Girl Pool album. Um, I think that's like mm. a big step up. And I was like a big fan and like champion of them from like the start and to like watch them develop from like just using um the bass and guitar and their voices to like kind of like becoming this like 90s 4ad inspired like i don't know band that like i guess kind of like feels familiar but also just feels like very exciting um so i really like that album uh other things the feist album is really good she's like kind of a lifer at this point and like i think that album is like so vital and like interesting for in a way that you like maybe wouldn't expect it to be because it's like a feist album and like it's like her first one in like so long i don't know we saw her live me and gabriella um a few weeks ago and she played the album in full and it was really great yeah because yeah. it can be tough when when an artist who just put out a new album decides all right guys you're all here for the show here's my entire new album from start to finish mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's just a testament to, like, how good of a performer she is and how good she is at songwriting and how good her voice is, which is another case of another very interesting voice. Like, like I don't know, Feist's voice is, like, unmistakable. Yeah, like, I wrote about that album for our list, and I think the whole, like, basically, like, thesis of my 100-word graph was just, like, her voice is an instrument, and it's very obvious on an album like that. I think one of the reasons the Feist album is so successful in my mind is because it really shows her songwriting process like it's very stripped down like super simple arrangements and instead of going super big which she can obviously do she like scaled back completely and it almost like showcases her talents in like an even stronger like brighter light than if she chose to like make something really elaborate it's like really just very simple songs that sound really awesome yeah (laughs) the power of the voice yeah (laughs) Yeah. for sure um so i think that's pretty much it that there's like smaller albums that like i could shout out but rapid fire lightning round cool Uh, well this is not a smaller album but the mount eerie album is really good and also like depressing and i've probably only listened to it twice (laughs) too heavy like very very sad but like it's a very very important piece of work 
Spencer Radcliffe is really good. Um, he is he like this is his first album that he like recorded with the full band and it's very like woodsy and feels very natural and I like it. The J Sum album's really good, Pale Hound, Fred Thomas, and then the Vince Staples album that just came out last week is also very good. And yeah, that's rapid fire. And Gabriella, what do you have that we haven't touched on yet? Um an album I've been really listening to a lot is the Juana Molina album. She is a songwriter and like a really accomplished instrumentalist from Argentina. She's from Buenos Aires and um or at least that's where she lives now. I don't know if that's where she's from. Uh and she made this album called Halo that is this kind of immersive piece of like spectral environmental like it just kind of wraps you up in it like there's no real direction and there's no like hooks per se but you kind of like once you put it on you are in her world and it's really amazing All of her songs are written in Spanish, which is really cool um, to listen to. And uh, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, it's great. That is a good album, yes. It's a really great album. <laughs> yes. It's very, um, well, it's almost, it's another example of a voice being an instrument because yeah. she likes distorts like all of her words and um, she like layers her vocals a lot. And a lot of the time it's like really, it's not about what she's saying. And when, when you do know what she's saying, like that does give you like a little bit of context, but it's not really like the main point of um the work it's more of like a listening experience than it is like i'm trying to relay a message to you mm. i haven't heard it but the way you've described it described it in this like and used environmental kind of way it reminds me it sounds like it would sound like the julie byrne album or maybe the maggie rogers ep yeah i love the julie byrne album a lot um i've been a really big fan of julie's for a few years now her first album is like one of my all-time faves and I was so excited to find out that she made a sophomore record and I, we put Not Even Happiness like pretty high on our list. Yeah. Um, and that's another album that's very much like she like welcomes you into her universe and you just kind of sit there for a little while. And mm-hmm. it's sort of not about, I mean, I, you know, her lyrics are great. Like I really like the content of the songs, but I also think that there's like this spiritual element that's outside of, you know, what she's even saying. It's just the mood that like it puts you in. It's very special. Yeah. Voices are big in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> My bold declaration. Big trend. Big trend. Um, another album I really like is Vagabond's Infinite Worlds. Shout out to Vagabond. the hat on right now. I'm wearing the Vagabond hat right now. Um, that's a really great album. Another good voice. Another great voice. Another great voice and another example of like something that's really varied. Like I um interviewed Leticia at some point this year or no last, last year. Last year. Yeah. Um and she kind of said, like, I don't want this to be an album where, 
you listen once and you kind of get it. Like, I want you to be able to listen, like, many, many times and, you know, maybe your favorite song changes or maybe, like, hear something in the production that, um, like, I don't know, makes you think something else of what she's saying. And her songs are all really personal, but they also kind of have this, like, universal kind of quality to yeah. them. Ramble, ramble. But there's this one song on it that I really love, and it's another great example of just, like, atmospheric music with voices that you don't really need to, like, focus too hard on what she's saying. And it's um, it's the middle track, and it features Steve Sobs, and I'm forgetting the name of it. Is it's it the one, one that's, like, sound collage Yeah, it's, yeah. like, um, and it's partially sung in French. That's what, yeah, I was going to say the French and, one. And but... uh, it's really beautiful. And actually, the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is like a cool like interlude like in the middle of the album. And now it's like might be my favorite song on the album because it's just really like puts you in this really tranquil space. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't speak any French. So Same. when I listen to it, I'm like, I don't know. And then yeah. I Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were talking about that I just remembered another not album but EP that is like very near and dear to my heart and I think is very special which is Half Wave um, mm-hmm. Forma which is another album that's like very much centered around her voice Nandi Rose Plunkett who also plays in Pine Grove um, also makes this really beautiful uh, synthy sort of poppy music um, and she was a really good EP this year that's all about like that was like very minimal she like went up to like the berkshires to record it um and it's very like isolated and small but it also feels really big i think it's just like people that can create atmospheres that you can kind of escape into it's really important in 2017 the year of our demise i think that 20s i think that sorry different idea i think i used to pay a lot of attention to lyrics and that was always a really important thing for me Growing up was like, how do I identify with this music? Like, oh, I listen to the lyrics and something in it sticks out to me and I like can relate to my own experiences through that. And I would focus on that a lot. And I feel like this year or in the past year or two, I've been like way more invested in just like how does a sound make you feel over like, do I relate to this lyric? I don't know Yeah, if that makes any sense. But I did write a lot about more experimental stuff on our list, like to shout out a few things. Um, we wrote about the Forest Swords album, mm-hmm. which is like a very dark dance album. I also wrote about the Jalen album, Black Origami, which is like more like footwork dance music, um, which is not a genre that I have like any sort of expertise in, but I really love that album. It just puts you in this like the way the drums, like, I don't know. I can't even describe it. It like you can't do you can't do something else and listen to Black Origami. Yeah. Like I can't sit at my desk and do work and also listen to that album. I have to be like on the train or just like hanging out at home because you listen to all these like intricacies in the production and you kind of get like carried away like looking for those patterns. But yeah, cool. I really like that album. A couple similar more experimental escape into their world type albums you just made me think of. One is uh, Caroline Polachek from Chairlift put out a solo album that's uh, a very minimal, um, like, ambient album of, like, found noises and stuff like that. That's just, like, very peaceful for, like, getting into a nice frame of mind, maybe, like, relaxing before I go to bed, that kind of an album. And actually, 
I interviewed her like towards the end of Chairlift once and asked her to suggest me some new age music oh. because I figured that Chairlift would be good people to get stuff from that end. Totally. And she suggested me Bing and Ruth, which is this um like kind of you could kind of call them new age, more like modern classical kind of um, instrumental sort of project. And they put out an album earlier this year that's just also fantastic. Or it's a him, not a they, but. It's, it's Bing and Ruth. You'd think it's two people, but it's one person. But the <laughs> album, the album is great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking for more like environment, environment music. Yeah, That's not environmental. <laughs> <at all. laughs> music concerned Same. with the environment, though. No. no Big Bang by Priest. It's a great song. How about any albums you think have just been overhyped, getting too much of the attention their way? Mm. Mm. I don't know if there's like. I any... just don't pay attention to things that yeah. I don't like. The, the good thing about <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, the good thing about how Stereogram is structured is like we don't really have to pay attention to things that we don't like. We we may have to like do some blog posts on like a band we don't really care about, but like we're never gonna have to think like in a seriously involved way about like an album that just doesn't hit us in any capacity because either like someone on else on staff will like it or like none of us will like it and we're just like we'll kind of ignore it or let it pass by. So I don't want to throw anyone under the bus specifically. I can't really think of anything that I think is overhyped. I think there are some things that are not as good as people say they are. Like what? Like go. Like Fleet Foxes. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, or like even like something like like well, Fleet Foxes. Like I, I I love their first album. I think their second album is pretty good. This one feels very inessential. Mm. And we kind of said that in the review, and everyone got mad. And Robin Pecknold came into the comments and was oh. like hey, that's cool that you think this, but also here's six paragraphs about why, like, I'm so relevant. And I'm just like, well, okay. Um, oh. But even, like, with that album, I can't fault it. Like, it sounds beautiful. Like, I've listened to it, like, a few times, and, like, yeah. it, it is well put together. It's not a bad album. It just, like, is nothing that I will listen to or, like, spend, like, an hour and a half of my time or however mm. Is it that it is. long? I think it's, like, an hour. It's but it feels, long. like, very long. Oh. Well. Um, speaking of members of that band past members who are active in the comments section and make <laughs> extremely long albums man i just can't get behind father john misty that album i thought was a slog yeah. and it just got so much attention you know it's really hard with father john misty because while i really respect him in terms of artistry i'm just sort of like it doesn't do it for me yeah, but i don't know the, that's the music itself kinda, doesn't do it for me that's always um, like my biggest thing is just like some stuff just doesn't do it but other yeah. people really respond to it and like who yeah. am i to say it's not good you exactly know? like i've like gotten to the point where i just like if you like it that's cool and if not then like oh i'm not gonna listen to it like more than once like more than i like my i don't know i feel like i have to listen to at least like every major album once i like listened to the father drum misty album while i was like answering emails <laughs> and i was like okay yeah i listened to me. it once um not a huge yeah. fan I also just, like... I have to blog about him all the time. Yeah. So I'm sort of like, oh, man, if I have to, like, blog about you constantly and listen to your music... Just kidding. Father John Misty's going to hear this and splice it out Honestly, and come for he us. probably will, and he's going to come for us. Yo, Father John Misty, nothing but five-star comments <laughs> yeah. on iTunes. That's all I'll take. I know. Well, people love that album. We put it really high. Yeah, people like on our staff like it. And that's the don't. kind of thing where it's yeah. like, you know, just because it's not my thing doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be in the top ten. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Plenty I don't think of... it's, like, actively bad. I just think that, like, I it's not for me. Yeah. 
And the theme I'm getting is just plenty of music out there, more than we have hours in a day to listen to, to really dwell on what we don't like. And that's, you know, a good thing for... Yeah. Out of many different ways music and consumption of music has progressed and the absurdness of it all, that's one positive you can take from it. It's just no shortage of good stuff that you're into to listen to. So we're running short on time for this segment and for this room that we're taping in right now. So we'll wrap things up. Shout out your socials, Twitter handles, any other loose ends you didn't get to shout in the podcast, any projects you're working on, stuff coming up for the people to look out for. Oh, uh, my Twitter handle is J-M-R-E-T. It doesn't make very much sense now that I think about it. It's my f- first two initials and then the th- first three letters of my last name. It doesn't make any sense, but that's where you can find me. Uh, I don't have any big projects coming up. I'm working on a few like things on upcoming albums I can't talk about, but just come to Stereogum.com every day. We have new content for you every single hour. Nice. Um... Every single hour. I don't know. Not, Sh- not shout all out to who's on, whoever's yeah. on that weekend shift, I guess. Peter Hellman. Peter Hellman. <laughs> shout out to Peter shout Hellman. Shout out to Peter. He's such a good blogger and very funny. Very funny. Very everyone, funny person. Everyone on com is very funny. That's true. And don't take anything very seriously that's on there that's except for the true. music, but sometimes not even that. Um, my Twitter handle is Gabriella with one L. June, like the month. T-C- um and i don't know what i'm working on right now uh but no spoilers yeah no spoilers <laughs> everything's top secret actually i just don't think i'm working on anything very interesting i can think of right one now. thing that you're working on but that's not i don't know you know what i am working on that i will talk about very briefly is a actually no forget it <laughs> father john misty's latest viral stunt that you got blog about Oh my god! When you I go back like, to your desk, honestly, I would love to interview Father John Misty because I feel like people who interview him are always like huge fans, and I feel like it's way more interesting when someone's just like, Whoever. "I don't get and it." I feel like he'd be down with that. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's so self-aware. I'm sure he'd be fine if someone who's not a huge fan or just didn't like him interviewed him. I think it would be really fun to profile Father John Misty as someone who who isn't like. Uh, a, f- a fanboy. Yeah. Or fangirl. He has those, I think. Very few. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, oh my god. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, you said so much shit in this interview. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Alright, so yeah, that was super fun. Follow those guys, James and Gabriella. They're great. We'll probably have them on the show another time soon. As for that list that we kept referencing, the Stereogum Top 50 Albums list, to read that, just Google Stereogum Best Albums of 2017 So Far list. Get caught up on all the good stuff that you missed so far this year. So little time to listen to all the good music that comes out in a year, so I feel like those lists are really really helpful to just check in with every few months and see what you missed out on so for some stuff that i'm pretty excited about coming up maybe you'll think it's exciting too i just talked to lynn gunn from the band paris for billboard's pride package we launched a whole new lgbtq vertical for pride month on billboard and i talked to lynn about what it was like coming out to her family before paris's first tour 
what it's been like working on their new album. It's coming out in August. I'm really excited for it. What it was like for her just these past couple years of the band blowing up, how she left her hometown, went on tour, got kind of famous, and it took a toll on her mentally. It's uh, It was a lot to take in for her, I think, but she's in a much better headspace now, and she was really open about all this stuff chatting with me this week, so pretty in-depth talk. I was into it. That'll be up on the website Friday, June 30th, tomorrow. It's the last day of Pride Month, and Billboard in right before the buzzer, last day. So to keep up with all the stuff that I'm writing, at Plane is my Twitter handle and most other social media handles, but mainly Twitter is the best place to just keep up about what I've been working on. I talk about this podcast a lot. I drop little hints about what I have coming up. So comments, feedback you have, questions about the show, just tweet at me. I almost always tweet back, and I like getting your feedback. So also, another great way to get feedback, star reading on iTunes, Five out of five only. No, I'm kidding. But I that's that sort of thing is super, super helpful. Getting more attention to the show. It helps get better placement for the Alternative Facts podcast on iTunes. So also while you're there, subscribe, get it automatically every single week without having to search for it and go find it. We run every Thursday, but not this coming Thursday. It's fourth of July week. Gonna be out of the office a lot. Stuff going on, so in the meantime, hey, you can check back on some of our old episodes. There's about 10 episodes of this podcast in the archives so far. Like this chat I had with Charlie Bliss. We're so excited to be writing yeah. new music. I mean, we recorded the record a little over a year ago. So we are we feel really excited about writing more. And uh, yeah, I mean, our, we're hoping to record our second record as soon as possible. So yeah. we're just we're in full writing mode. Yeah, those guys are awesome. That episode was super fun. The old episodes, the archives, they're in iTunes. Search for hashtag Alternative Facts Podcast. All one word. So anyway, I'm out. I'll catch you next, next Thursday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.